When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cold open, baby. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am Dylan Waugh. I am the sidekick to Ken. I am the bell schnickel to Ken's St. Nicholas. This week, we're going to be talking about the 12 chirps of Christmas. Follow us on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Campbell 27, and of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. Stick around. It's going to be a pretty uh, fun show. So, I got your burps on uh, <laughs> nice. on the recording. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice. How you doing? It's classy, eh? I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, one thing that the, the the one adjective that comes into mind when being asked to describe you is classy. Yep. Yeah, guy's a class act. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's me. Yeah, as long as you take out the CL. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I took my daughter skating for the first time ever. Yeah. 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 And I took her down to Brickworks. Yeah, I've seen your skate. She's probably better than you already. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've seen me skate player in goalie skates. Yeah. In fairness. Yeah. But yes, yeah. it's embarrassing. Um, so I I I went to carry her because I wanted to, her to get used to the gliding. Like she's not even three yet, right? Right. And uh and I got in trouble. They're like, can't carry her. So then she had an absolute meltdown being put down on the ice and not feeling comfortable. And then so then I, I did like a goalie skate. I did butterfly slides so that I could be down on my knees and with her. Yeah, yeah. And following her around. And she liked that a lot. Oh, good. And then I skated and, and then I got back on with my niece and nephew with a coffee in my hand. And they kicked me off for having a coffee in my hand. Like you can't skate with a coffee. Well, that sounds reasonable. I'm wearing all my coaching gear. Like I've just came back from coaching. Yeah, but you know what? What if you hit a rut and you sp- spill boiling hot coffee on some kid? So like that would be that. I, I get that. Hey, it's an outdoor thing at Brickworks. It's like minus 25. No, it's not. It's like minus two. It was, but, it's never minus yeah. 25. Never. But here's the thing, though. They have a bunch, like, they rent skates there. Yeah. And so, like, 90% of the people on the ice are hipsters who have never skated before. Rented skates, no helmet rule. There's no rules for helmets. Really? So first time skating, no helmets. But that guy dressed in all his coaching paraphernalia, drinking a coffee. Boy, what a menace. These people were all holding hands, Ken, and falling like dominoes. (laughs) It was hilarious to watch. It was really something else. Really? Okay. But me and the coffee, I'm like, I'm a coach. Skating and drinking coffee is basically all I do. (laughs) My whole Not at the job. Same time, though. Yeah, at the, the same, same time. time, of course. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I grab a grab a cup of tea. If I've got shooters that are shooting on the goalies and not me, yeah, I'm drinking coffee while 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 doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is good because then if I yell at the students, I yell with my coffee breath. And oh, nice. That really motivates them to not be yelled at from from close range. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You can tell me from over here. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So today we're doing the twelve chirps of Christmas, and uh, so I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a live episode today. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I think it'll be good. Yeah. 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 All right. Whom do you want to chirp first? You see how I used whom properly in that sentence? Very good. Yeah. Very I hate people that well overuse done. whom. You yeah. don't sound smart by using yeah. it wrong. Or or they say, this is just between you and I. <laughs> I do that or sometimes. Or listen, listen to Dylan and I on the podcast. I, no, no, no. Yeah. 
Shut up. You're using it wrong. <laughs> Listen to Dylan and me. Listen, irregardless of that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, All right. Your first chirp. So I tried to make my chirps pithy. So. Okay. So let me, let me get it. Let me get it set up. First of all, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Okay. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. If you want to give us a Christmas present, leave a review. We've got lots of listeners, very few reviews. Now, on the first day of Christmas, my co-host chirped at me. Hey, Hockey Canada, how's the view down there? Nobody's <laughs> sponsoring the World Juniors and nobody should watch it either. Okay. So now we're going to discuss that. Now right? we're going to discuss that. That's not that. necessarily how I feel. Oh, it's okay. just a chirp. It's a chirp. Oh, right? okay, cool. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. You're firing for effect. Right. Yeah. So. So there's, Something you're there's not the chirp. likely to do. There's the chirp. Okay, so um, it has not been a good year for Hockey Canada. Yeah. Um, it's been a very, very tumultuous year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still part of me that thinks that you got to blow it up still. Mm-hmm. Still got to blow it up. Yeah. Somebody told me a pretty disturbing story about the under-17s. Under seventeen World Championships, uh, World Hockey Challenge, yeah. Recently, and one of the coaches from one of the Canadian teams went off on his team, and some of these people were like the agents were saying they've never heard, like it was personal, it was vulgar, it was full of vitriol, it was all those things that, um, we're trying to get away from, yeah. You know, yeah, a- a- and. And, uh, and like he called them embarrassments, you, you know, you, you wearing a Canadian sweater, you're an embarrassment, you F this and, and like, and it was just awful. Hmm. Okay. So, and these are 16 year old kids, 16 right? 16 year old kids. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, there are other ways to motivate people, you know? <laughs> um, so anyways, anyways, to me. Not that I've yet if, discovered. If, yeah. If, but yeah, but if. You know, like if you're still thinking that Hockey Canada needs a reboot here and needs to change the culture, like even after all of this in the under 17s that were just like a month or two ago, you're, this, this kind of crap is still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to wonder if there's not a blow this up thing and get everybody out of there. Yeah. You know, um, but anyway, so to me... I think a lot of people that that chirp I think was indicative of what a lot of people are thinking about Hockey Canada. Right. And I think they're thinking, you know, I'm not going to, you know, all your sponsors have bailed on you. Um so why should I stay and why should I watch the World Juniors and why should I support this? Mm-hmm. And to that I would say because Connor McDavid and Shane Wright didn't do anything wrong. Bedard. <laughs> Connor, did I say McDavid? Yeah. Yeah. Connor Bedard and Shane Wright didn't do anything wrong. You know? Yeah. Um, they're, you know, I mean, to punish them for this, I think would be wrong. I think it's still going to be a pretty good tournament. Yeah. Um, there's some really good talent. Yeah. Canada has a very good team. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, these these kids didn't ask for this. They didn't. They didn't ask for you know, it to be canceled last year and have to play it in the summer last summer and then come back six months later and play it again. Yeah. You know, they didn't ask for any of this. They didn't bring any of it on. Um, you know, so I, I think there's still a place to get behind this and to watch this tournament for what it is, which is really good hockey mm-hmm. by some really sublimely talented young teenage players. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, if you keep it in that context and you keep sort of keep the sort of hockey Canada aspect out of it, I think you can still enjoy it. Well, that's, I mean, that's always the thing that we have to deal with in sports. Maybe not to this extent, yeah. but you know, the fact that you support a team and you love this team because that's the, that's mm-hmm. kind of the definition of what fandom is, but essentially you love a large corporate machine that grinds people up and sells their meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hockey Canada has been a huge corporate machine. But this is what, I'm, this their is what arrogance, I'm saying. Their arrogance has been off the charts. Yeah. Even before this. Yeah. For anybody course. I've talked to that's done business with Hockey Canada yeah. or had, you know, tried to make deals with Hockey Canada has come away thinking 
man, that is a level of arrogance that is is unfathomable. You know, but like so, when- so don't hate the, don't hate, like it, it, feel free to hate the big machine, mm-hmm. but don't hate the kids that are are, are that are are trying to just do their best and win a gold medal for their country. Precisely. You know? Precisely. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. It's just like when Montreal drafted Logan Mayu and it was like, well, look at like how bad things are in Montreal. But the reality is is that 32 out of 32 teams would have taken the kid if they thought that he was the answer to help their team. I'm not sure if 32 out of 32 would have taken him. I think there are if teams. If they thought he was the end. Oh, you think uh, there are teams that I agree. I, I disagree. I, 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 yes. I think there oh, are okay. teams out there that would have said he is a not, he is on our do not draft list. Like Mitch Miller is the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Miller. Yeah. Uh, there were teams. We're not taking him even if he's available in the seventh round. I guess, you my, know? I guess my point is, um, I, I didn't realize that, but I guess my, my point is, is that, uh, yeah, we we cheer for you know mm-hmm. large mm-hmm. entities that are that are by definition self serving. Right, right, you know? and they make mistakes and they screw yeah. up and sometimes they have bad people in them and yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right, should I do one? I guess you're next. Yeah. Hey, uh, Winnipeg Jets, show me a good coach. I'll show you a good goalie. Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about that yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> your stunned so silence I guess, says I guess, it all. I guess what you're saying is that your chirp couldn't be, hey, Winnipeg Jets, your season is a mirage because you're getting Vezina Trophy goaltending from Connor Hellebuck and you're really not that good. Because that's a tough chirp. Like, that would be a tough thing to chirp to a guy. I think, you, you know what it comes down to? I'm, well, just like you. There's my chirp. Here's here's my more balanced opinion on it. Okay, it's it's hard to um, it's it's hard to uh, figure out causation in the NHL, right? What leads to what? Because Hellebuck played well last year, but not this well, and it's very possible that the coaching change did help him to achieve a higher level. But the reality is is that the more that I've watched Winnipeg, you've got a lot of talent up front, obviously, right, and I don't know that their defensive issues are fixed so much as Hellebuck said, instead of being a top three goalie in the league, maybe if I was just number one. Yeah, maybe if I was just the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so now, granted, they've also been playing more to Hellebuck's strengths. Right. Allowing screens and tips to reach him, but not making a move laterally nearly as much. He's not a great lateral goaltender. Okay. That's just the fact I'll of the take matter. Your word for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, it's, but my point is that they are defending more to his strength than yeah. his than his weaknesses. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't I don't know how much improved Winnipeg is over last year, and how much of that is is Connor Hellebuck making the rest of the team look good. Well, and, and maybe it is Connor Hellebuck making the team look good. But I always say this: like goaltending is a position, eh? Of course, it's a position. Hey, you don't need to tell me. It's that. a position. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, like. That would be like saying, well, you know, the Oilers were only good so good because they had Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, but they had Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. You know? I would liken it more to the Ottawa Senators going to the conference final with Craig Anderson putting up one of the better goalie performances we've seen Mm. in the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. And Ottawa turning around and saying, we've got the team. Yeah. No, you had a defenseman and a goaltender that just decided. Yeah, a defenseman who was playing on one leg. and Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, what's his and name? just and just a god awful like that. I remember where I was covering that, and I was talking to Roy McGregor, who was at the Global Mail, and we were we were just saying like, this would be the worst thing for hockey if these guys won the cup. This would be the worst thing <laughs> for the game. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That was before there was a very real. Uh, there's a very real chance that the. Dominic Ducharme, Montreal Canadiens, was going to face the Barry Trotz, New York Islanders in the finals. <laughs> and all the rest of hockey just died of boredom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. What's your next chirp? Okay. Let's see. Hey, Kel McCarr. You were an idiot for waving off that penalty the other night against the Islanders. You know what I, I immediately thought of with that? What? I'm sorry to jump in here. George Vesna. Uh, at, at his time goaltending, um, and of course I've been thinking about George Vesna because of the Twitter thing, but in his time goaltending, um, you weren't allowed to go down on purpose. Right. 
and uh, and he was considered so above repute, uh, so so above reproach. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of the opposite of what I meant to say there. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was considered so above reproach that the refs would ask him, "Did you mean to go down there or not?" And he would say yes or no, as opposed to the refs trying to make the determination as to whether that was an accident that he yeah, went yeah, down or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, that being said, Kale McCarr, you absolute moron. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it's it. It's nice like, for the game. Like it, it'd be great. It, you know, I mean, it would have been better if it was five nothing when he did that instead of zero zero. Yeah. And late in a, late in a, in a in a game, but to me. I don't know. It just, it just, I think, sort of drives home that this kid just can't help himself. He's such a, he's such a quality kid. He just can't help himself. Yeah. He just can't help himself. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, what are we looking for in our athletes? What are we looking for? Dirt what bags. Are we looking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we're looking like, like, what do we want to see in these guys? Like, we want to see humility. Mm-hmm. We want to see honesty. Mm-hmm. We want to see sportsmanship. Yeah. We want to see a guy who plays hard like he does. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he's pretty good at hockey. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And yeah. To, to me, it just, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I could, I, I can understand why he came out the next day and said, oh, geez, I feel kind of stupid about that and I'll never do it again. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think, I think it's more praiseworthy than it is worthy of damnation. You know? Okay, I mean, yes. I'm I not going to turn around I and mean, say... I mean, I get that Colorado's, yeah. Colorado's got a lot of injuries. They're fighting yeah. for a playoff spot right now. It was late in the game. It was a nothing-nothing game. I get all those things. But I, I still think that that's pretty cool that even under those circumstances, a guy like Kale McCarr has the integrity to say, nope, no, nope, lost an edge. Nope, lost an edge. Sorry. You know? I mean, I, th- I think that's... Like I, I prefer to, I prefer to look at the the more positive side of what he did rather than condemn him for being, you know, an idiot and not putting his team on the power play. So I I agree with you, but the only thing that I'd say is that refing mistakes are baked into the pie in hockey. Yeah, and sometimes it goes your way, and sometimes it doesn't. And so as I. Yeah, I'm I'm I am being flippant about it. It is kind of nice like it's it's you know the juxtaposition to the World Cup of Soccer was made recently where it's like guys go down not even touched yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they grab their But did you notice it like did you watch any of it? Yeah. Like it's just like hockey. The the, the more important the game and the the more crucial the time of the game the way less you see that garbage. Yeah, that's true. You know, like yeah. the way less you see yeah, it. Yeah, because you you potentially put yourself in a bad Yeah, exactly. Anyways, exactly, yeah. But my my point my point is is that um, the only thing that I'd say to that is just like in baseball where the umpires are calling strikes and the strike zone seems to be different, <laughs> you know, the mistakes are baked in the pie for, for officiating in hockey. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and if I were Kale McCarr, I'd just say, well, got that one there or, you know, didn't get that one there. And, you know, just, it just kind of happens, Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Is this one mine? This is, yeah. this is mine. Uh, I include myself in this one. So, but since we're saying, hey, blank for everything, that's well, I'll, I'll that's keep how that. you start a chirp, don't that's you? That's how you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, your mother wears army boots. <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, all media and fans, why the hell did you think Nashville was for real? <laughs> And I include myself in that one. Honestly, after last year, okay, I, I kind of put it down. Philip Forsberg last year had 84 points in 69 games. His previous high was 64 in 82. Uh, Duchesne, Matt Duchesne had 86 points in 78 games. His previous high was 70 in 71. Roman Yossi had 96 points in 80 games. His previous high was 65 in 69 games. And Tanner Janot had 41 points in 81 games compared to 7-15 and 15 his first year and 6-30 and 30 this year. When you see guys so outperform anything they've ever done in their career, why was there even one brain cell that fired off and said, yeah, this will come close again next year? Well, they all did it at the same time, too. That's the thing. They right. all, they all did it saying. simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, even Michael Granlund was really, really good last year. Why, even didn't Michael have a career Granlund. year. Only reason why I didn't put uh, yeah, yeah. include him on the yep. list. Yep. But yeah, he yep. was. Yep. I mean, these weren't the only ones, but these these three 
four had career years. And then, you know, they pick up Ryan McDonough in the summer and you're thinking, okay, yeah. That's got, a good, got that was a good pickup. Here, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't Yossi's get, I, 32, Duchesne's about the same, Forsberg's a bit younger, like, and Tanner Janot is obviously very young. But like, Yossi, Duchesne, and Forsberg, you don't normally see a career season in your 30s, at, well, Forsberg's almost in his 30s, and say to yourself, yeah, yeah, probably going to only get better from here. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, it normally gets worse from there, usually. Mm-hmm. So uh Yeah, they kinda they kinda fooled us a bit, eh? And then and then every year it's like Eli Tolvanen. This is gonna be his year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a really good player, boy. Is he ever skilled? Boy, boy, boy. We've yeah, been hearing yeah. that every he's year. He's like setting a table for Harvey. Yeah, he's got four points. Yeah. 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 Um I don't think I, I you know what, and I haven't looked I'm too lazy to look it up, but I get the sense that UC Saros is having a good year, but not again, not the lights out year that he had last year. Yeah, and and I did look it up, and he is he's he's above average as a goaltender. He's playing well this year, but like it's kind of like Hellebuck last year, right? Right. Hellebuck had a great year by right. any goaltender's standards. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't Vesna caliber, and UC Saros is having a great year by any goalie standards. It's just not Vesna caliber, and you see how much the team struggles. So that's why I, I said even with Winnipeg, you take the the Vesna caliber year away from Hellebuck, and are they still having the same year? I'm not so sure. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, they're not. They're not. Well, yeah, they're not okay. because you <laughs> you lose those games. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Every, every At least 50% of your one goal games, consider them gone. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Your chirp. How's this going, do you think? Uh, this episode? Yeah. I think it's going well. We're keeping up a good pace. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So check out com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. You can get this and Ken's great writing directly into your inbox from Substack. And of course, feel free to leave a review and subscribe. You get the crappy stuff too, though. That's the problem. You get my yeah. great writing and you get the crappy stuff too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Hey, NHL, your playoff format sucks. Okay. Now, and I'm going to very much emphasize the H here, but Why? I don't get it. I like their playoff format. I love it. Oh, I'm just saying this is a chirp and we're going to discuss it because oh. this is what a lot of people think. Oh, okay. No, I think it's, I know. I think it's perfect. I think perfect? it's perfect. I wouldn't I think, go as far I think as perfect. it's perfect. I love the way they do it. I love everything about it. Don't give me any of these play-in games. This is the NHL. It's not this. It's not the the, the Copper Cliff Silver Stick Tournament. You don't get. You know. You don't get an, a chance if you're not one of the. If you're not in the upper half of the league. And you know what? Wham, wham, wham. It took. A, it was a hundred. Everybody had a hundred points in the Eastern Conference last year, and the Western Conference sucks. Okay, we get it. You know what? But I remember a time when the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers were the two best teams in the league. They were the two best teams in the league. And the poor Winnipeg Jets were not far behind, but the Winnipeg Jets would get smoked in the first round every year. Yeah. You know, even though they were probably like the sixth or seventh best team in the league. Yeah. Okay. So these things happen. It's cyclical. You know, right now, the Atlantic Division, as far as I'm concerned, is the group of death. Yeah. yeah. It's a group of death. It is. It really is the group of death. Yeah. Um, You take a middling team like the Florida Panthers out of the Atlantic Division. Right. Um, well, they're in there right now. Yeah, but, but I'm saying yeah. you take them out of that division. Yeah, yeah. And put them into another division and they dominate it. Right, right. <laughs> Almost any other one. Yeah. Maybe and, not Metropolitan, but because uh, uh, what's it called? Carolina is doing pretty well. Yeah, they've they're won like five team. in a row. I like right. them. They're a good team. Do you know? Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that nice? Yeah. I'll tell Don Waddell. They've won six in a row. Um, but yeah, no, to me. You can also tell my porta potty's getting a little full. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come and replace it? <laughs> Can you come yeah. and, the, yeah. and at the same time play a minor league game around yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and play my beer league tonight. <laughs> uh, For those yeah. that didn't hear our Don Waddell interview, uh, go back and listen to our Don Waddell interview. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but you know what? To me, I mean, it's I love that they've got the regional rivalries. I love, like, I mean, look at, I mean, Toronto's, Toronto, like, I mean, now they're developing a rivalry with Tampa Bay. It's you so know? cool. And they're der- yeah. they, and they've already had a rivalry with Boston. Right. So to me, like you you have to be the best team to win anyways. Right. right? So you gotta win. Right. And I know it's a lot more difficult to get through the East. I get it. 
But still, to me, this this is a I think this is a great playoff format. I think they've got it finally right. Half the teams are in, half the teams are out. Yeah. You know, it makes games down the stretch, makes them way more compelling, makes them way more exciting. You know, because really now, like, and, and even John Cooper said it the other day uh, when we were talking to him in, in Toronto here, he said, you know, we just keep saying, we just got to get in. We just got to get in. And now it's in the East. It's like, yeah, that is it. You yeah. know, and sometimes it's like, no, you don't just get in. Yeah. But in the East, you actually just have to get in. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Honestly, I, I agree with you on the playoff format. Um, the only thing I'd say is that games, uh, to your point about games down the stretch, like last year, every point in the, uh, every team in the East had 100 points right. or more. Right. And, uh, every, and playoff the teams that, every playoff team. Every playoff team. Right. And the teams that didn't. It, a lot of them were tough to watch down the stretch. Yep. It was a joke. Yep. And so I I think that uh, the real thing to fix the NHL right now is not the play-in round, not any of that stuff. It's the draft lottery. Everyone should have a chance at every single pick. Every single pick should be a lottery. 1 to 15 or 16. Whoever doesn't make the playoffs. 1 to 16 okay. gets... And the odds, of course, are weighted. Mm-hmm. But the, you could be 16th. And you could get the first overall pick. I, you know what I mean? I know that the GMs don't like it. Couldn't care less because I'm sick of watching GMs purposely lose games. I want to watch GMs make the playoffs. And then when they miss the playoffs, say, well, you know what? We do still have a chance at that first overall. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Let's see the chaos. Let's see the the, the calamity. So anyways, that's my that's how okay. I would fix yep. the NHL. It has nothing to do with the playoffs. Love the playoffs. You get good games in the first round. You get good games in the second round. It, you know, people complain that their that their favorite team gets knocked out in the first round. I don't care. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. I liked be that better. I watched that. Be series. better. Be better. Win. Well, Just you win. know, would it have been nice if you're a Toronto fan and you watch Toronto Tampa as Eastern Conference uh, final? Would that have been nice? Of course. But as a not fan of either team, watching Toronto Tampa at any point was fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Period. Yep. yep. So anyways, uh, hey, Boston, enough already, guys. We're all sick of you being good. OK, just like cut it out. And honestly, doing this with like where the first round of the draft is just completely a write off for you guys. This is hilarious. This is incredible. If I was um, if I was a uh, 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 Sweeney, I trade every single first round pick because honestly, I looked it up last night. Three out of their last 10 first rounders are NHL regulars. Yeah. Three. Yep. Out of 10. Yep. Yeah. And some of those have been high picks. It's crazy. Anyways. um, Yeah. Enough already. You got anything you want to say about the Bruins? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, um, I, I think what they're doing this year is absolutely incredible. Um, they don't lose on home ice. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you had and the option I, I not think, to, why would you? I, I think the, I think the David Krejci thing is is huge. It's yes. en, it's enormous. Yeah, it's enormous because it's allowed them to spread out the best line in the world. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, we talked about how David, if David Krejci can, this was in the off season. If David yeah, Krejci yeah. can can slot in there, yeah, because now you got him with David now Krejci. you got him with Pasternak and um, and uh, Taylor Hall. Right, right, but and Taylor then, Hall needs Krejci. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you've got and then you've got Bergeron with DeBrusque and, and Marchand. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the injuries they had at the beginning of the year. Marchand was supposed to be out long term, which he was. Yeah, you know, McAvoy. Um, you know, Nick Foligno looked looked lost last year, and now he's come back and he's having a nice strong year. He's got like fourteen points. What a shock! Um, what an absolute. I, surprise. I always thought that Hampus Lindholm was a very very good defenseman and. But this good because he yeah. played really well yeah, in Charlie he, McAvoy's absence. Yeah, he's been terrific. Um, you know, Jake DeBrusque is happy there now. Taylor <clears throat> Hall's been pretty productive. Uh, although, I don't know. I just, Taylor Hall scares me a little bit with his lack of consistency and his lack of ability to show up when it really matters. But yeah, I mean, this team is for, this team is for real without question. Yeah. Without question. I think they're going to, I think they're going to be a, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. All right, let's hear your next chirp. Okay. It's about the NHL again. (laughs) Hey, NHL, your salary cap is a sham, and it does nothing to promote the parody the way you said it would. It sucks. (laughs) 
Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> don't drop yeah, my mic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate the salary cap. I hate the salary cap. Can I tell because, you why? Because I don't they, hate it? they try to tell you that it promotes parity. Let me tell you one thing. The Anaheim Ducks. The who? The Anaheim Ducks. I'm just kidding. Have three regulation victories this year in 33 games. Mm-hmm. So out of every 11 games they play, they've won one of them in regulation time. Right. They're not even in last place. <laughs> Chicago is. Yeah. Yeah. They're not even in last place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? So you've made the point before. I mean, this, this, the Western Conference is a joke this year. Yeah. It's a joke. It's so bad. Yeah. But I don't, I would argue that that has less to do with the salary cap, more to do with what I was saying, which is that all these guys are salivating over Connor Bedard. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. But were the Columbus Blue Jackets salivating over Connor Bedard when they went out and got Johnny Goudreau last year? Because, because apparently your teams like that are supposed to be able to get guys like that now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they go out and get them and they're in last place. So what I like about the salary cap is that it has made, it has brought stability to ownership. Now it's brought them lots and lots of money. And that's, that's the, that's the flip side of that. But my point is, is that like what we're seeing right now with like, let's say the Ottawa senators, what we've seen with uh, the Arizona coyotes in recent times, this, this kind of like, it's, it's really affecting it really affects things when the ownership is nebulous right or, or it's bad or it's bad and and that to me that's the bottom line well-run teams that have good ownership and good people are going to be good and there's no there's no financial um situ- there's no financial scheme that you can that you can you know sort of come up with that overcomes bad ownership and bad people running teams. But what I'm saying is that this uh, allows, um, how do I put it, without sounding, you know, like I'm like I'm applauding, you know, all the owners in the NHL, which I'm not trying to do. But what I'm saying is that is that by making the teams financially viable to own under almost any circumstance, by making those teams financially viable to own, it allows stability at the ownership level and in theory should allow the team then to make the moves that it makes. Look, spending is not necessarily the issue to your point. (laughs) The joke for the Montreal Canadians was, uh, was last in the standings first on cap friendly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, but I just think that it allows for some stability that should make situations a little bit better i you know it does it doesn't really bother me it doesn't keep me up at night the salary cap i hate it yeah and you know who what i'd hate who if i were what am i trying to say if i were a star player in this league or a superstar player in this league i'd hate it even more yeah i mean guys like Connor mcdavid and you know alex ovechkin the best players in the world are making the same as what peter forsberg made 20 years ago I know it's crazy. I mean, they they have yeah. you know, and and the salary cap was sold to us as a parody, parody thing, right? Yeah. A parody thing. And I see the same teams that are good, and I see the same teams that are bad. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. that's that's like I just I just keep seeing the same teams that are really good and the same teams that are really bad, and some of them sort of, you know, they 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 sort of jump up and down a little bit. But to me, it's the same, it's the same thing. And I don't think there's, I don't think that, I don't think the salary cap has, 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 um, has created one bit of the parody that we see in the NHL. So would you be less annoyed at the salary cap if the NHL was just honest about it? Hey guys, we want our owners to make a lot of money. So, uh, we're going to put in a salary cap. Well, yeah, but it was about making money, but it wasn't only just about making money. It was also about franchise values because when you have well, fixed costs, yeah, whatever they are, yeah, whatever they are, yeah, if you know how much you're spending, then the value of your product is is enhanced. Right. Because anybody who wants to buy that comes in and goes, "Oh, okay, I know this is how much I'm going to be spending on players." Right. But that's what I'm saying. I, I guess maybe I don't mean making money, but yeah, yeah. in that essence, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I guess all I'm saying is that it doesn't. 
it doesn't bother me, but I, I think that the way that it could and should create parity has less to do with we can all afford the same players and more to do with, uh, you know, allowing for stable stability with ownership. Right, right. And and just the fact that, you know, it's so easily circumventable. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I because mean, every single player in the NHL is injured all r- year. Right. Right. Every year. Right. And don't kid yourself otherwise. And so by saying that there's no salary cap in the playoffs, they've basically just created this Yeah. This situation where teams can manipulate things, you know, the way Tampa did, the way other teams have done it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think the, the, the answer to that is you have to be salary cap compliant in the playoffs. Yeah. Not just in the regular season. Like I've never understood why you know, you have to be, you absolutely and utterly have to be salary cap compliant for a game against Arizona in the middle of February, but you don't have to be salary cap compliant for game seven of the Stanley Cup final. It you know makes what, no sense. You know, it'd be fun if you didn't have to be salary cap compliant from the trade deadline. Just let teams go out and just get like all the biggest players. Well, that's basically what they do now. Well, you know? yeah. They're still hamstrung a little bit. A little bit, but they've got so little to pay on those contracts that that a lot of times they, that's what they end up doing. Right. Yeah. And, and to me, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that, you know, and, and I, there have been GMs who have said, you know what, maybe what we do is make, make it that at at the very least in the playoffs that the roster that you dress has to be salary cap compliant. Right. So that, you know, these, the, the you know the six defensemen, thirteen forward or twelve forwards, and two goalies that you dress for a game that can't be over the salary cap. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ottawa Senators. Maybe the rebuild will be over by the time you have a downtown arena, and if not, at least you don't have to drive home all the way from Canada thinking about the game you just watched. Instead. You'll have to drive home all the way to Canada thinking about that game. I don't get that. The second point is because a lot of downtown space will be used for the arena instead of residential. Oh, okay. Okay. You're right. This is funny. It is, eh? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't quite get it, and I still don't. Um, But. So people will have to move out to Canada, you see. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It's, It's referred to as urban sprawl. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, but wouldn't you rather have the wouldn't you rather have the rank downtown? Of course you like would. Like every I'm, I'm I'm being persnickety. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Every major I, I, like almost every major market now has their arena like at or very close to downtown. Of course. You know? It doesn't matter how many seats you got in it, you're going to have it at or close to downtown. Why <laughs> Arizona? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, I, anyways, this was less about, less a chirp about the arena, more a chirp about the Ottawa Senators rebuild, which is going swimmingly. Oh my goodness. It's pretty, pretty, pretty difficult to watch at times. It is, it is. And yeah. they, they don't defend so good. Maybe that's why they like DJ Smith. <laughs> he doesn't make us block shots. Do I have to spell yeah, yeah, it out yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. I I still think ultimately that that team is going to be really good. I think so too. Maybe. I don't know. You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because you know, God forbid, I think about this. You know, like before we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know because they might wind up in a situation where, as they're getting good. They're now hamstrung by their contracts that they signed that were supposed to be this year and next year contracts. Right. So going back to the sa- what I said about the salary cap, that's what drives me nuts. Yeah, well, fair like enough. no, but because you hear these NHL people say, "Oh, you know, we develop these players, we get all these good young players, and then they all want money at the same time, and we can't keep them all." Yeah. Shut up. You asked for this system. You wanted this system. Shut up. Work in the system. Yeah, don't complain to me about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you asked for this, so... And in theory, that should be even more fun because what we should be seeing is more movement from yeah. young, high-end yeah, yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like that whole... Like, I mean, if you spend five minutes, you know, watching an NBA kind of, you know, catch-up show or something like that, mm-hmm. you will realize just 
how boring hockey is anywhere but on the ice. <laughs> it's really bad. I wonder if um yeah, I wonder if Ottawa is going to be one of those teams that will be what they were before, which is mushy middle. They no, they get really good but not quite there. Yeah, yeah. You know not not quite yeah. a Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, yeah. You know, so then you become then you become San Jose, then mm-hmm. you become Nashville. Then you become I would a lot argue of those that San Jose teams. is one of the better teams that didn't win a cup. They are. But what I'm saying is, yeah. what do they have to show like they for They should have won they, a cup, yeah. I guess is my point. Yeah. yeah, but they have nothing to show no, for it, yeah. you know? I mean, you know, I mean, you can talk all you want about Pittsburgh and when, whenever it is that they're going to decline, um, it's going to happen. But you look <laughs> up, Boston. you look up and you see the banners or in Boston, yeah. you look up, look up and you see a banner yeah. and you know, you've been to the final twice other, two other times. Yeah. You know, Tampa Bay, you see two banners, you got a team that's been in the final for the last eight, whatever, for yeah, yeah. eight years and been to a bunch of conference finals. At least yeah. you have something to show for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Okay. All right, what's your what's your next uh, what's your next chirp? Okay, my, this is oh yeah, this is my next one. Okay, uh, hey Jacob Truba, congratulations! People now hate you more than Brad Marchand. <laughs> I thought about doing something in that vein about it could uh, be Vegas Jordan. Golden you could Knights. you could go Jordan Bennington on that too. Yeah, like either one, yeah. either one. I'm not sure which I one. I think is, it's Jacob Truba. You think it's Jacob Truba? You know right? why? Because there's a very there's a very real danger. I remember I remember when Montreal during the North Division and I was and I was covering Montreal a lot during the, during the North Division and and Montreal played like Winnipeg like four times in a row and then played the Leafs right after and I remember just thinking like it, it, and this was before the playoffs before Shifley's hit on Jake Evans and I remember just thinking like it's actually after they played the Leafs I think it was actually nice to watch a game where you're not the whole time clenching your butt just waiting for some horrific hit to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're running around and, and headhunting, and you know what I mean? But, yeah, but, you know, I mean, you look at the hits, right? And, like, the Ryan Reeves one last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want to, unless you want to outlaw all that contact with the head. I was fine with that Regardless one. Yeah. or irregardless. <laughs> unless you want to do that, then that hit was legal. Jeez, like take other Ken's than, temperature. Yeah. Other than other than the fact that like the only thing that would have made that hit suspendable would have been if the head was the principal point of contact, right? Now, in fairness, and, and, and it wasn't, hit, though, and it wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't even it wasn't. just not the principal point of contact because I've seen guys yeah, yeah. ride up the shoulder and into the and, head, and that that's, was right. Dead that's a to lot the of chest. what Jacob Truba does too. Like, yeah. is he not a? Uh, no, and and I'm not comparing the two in terms of their impact on the game or their abilities, but like we may go back and remember him as like the modern day Scott Stevens, right? Right. Because Scott Stevens, all his hits were clean for when, the time. For the time, yeah. yeah. Scott yeah. Stevens had four elbowing cur- penalties in his whole career. Zero of his hits were clean for today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for today. But yeah. but at the time they were clean. At the time, the Matt Cook hit on yeah. Mark Savard was clean. Yeah. You know, and then they changed the rule book. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think a little bit of it is Jacob Truba. Yeah. It's easy to, you know, he plays for a big market team, New York. He's been the captain. He hasn't been great. So it's probably pretty easy to pile on him. And I don't like a lot of his hits, but then you go back and you look and it's like, well, I would agree with you that the majority of them are. If you have a problem, if you have a problem, it's with the NHL rule book. It's not with the guy. I would agree with you that a lot of the hits are, that he does are clean. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. And I don't, to be honest, I don't have a huge problem with Jacob Truba. Yeah. Personally. Okay. I yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, it's just, to me, look, you know, arms break and heal and, and knees dislocate and heal. And, and you know what I mean? You break a rib and you, you know, the, like things happen right. in the course of your life. Basically, like evil can evil died. From the repetitive strain of breaking bones, but he had to break about four hundred of them. Right, <laughs> right, right. So he was a hockey player, right? He was a hockey played player. Played minors, yeah. He played. Yeah, the he minors. played like in some minor league in California or something. Yeah, for the Hollywood something or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a hockey player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny that uh, that you knew that. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but my point is, is that you know, like, other than the extreme case, like you will basically always heal. From a hit like that. The only place you don't heal is your head. Right. That's right. the only place that you can't heal to one extent or another and have a reasonable quality of life. And so if 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 I like I, well, I'm not 
like I, I like obviously I don't like knee on knees or stuff like that. Like I'm obviously not, you know, a, a, a sociopath, but for the most part, big crap. <laughs> Ted gave me a look for, the, for those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you've seen me play hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, that is yeah, that's something to behold. <laughs> Jeez, man, yeah. that's one shiny glass house you're throwing yeah. stones from there. <laughs> but, but my point is, is is that um, most of Truba's hits have not been to the head and even the head contact it's been less than it's been it's not been what's been called incidental right i've seen so many hits where it's like you just brush the shoulder and crunch into the head and surely you were aiming for the head and they're like well it wasn't the principal point of contact and it's like well less than two psi was brought into that shoulder and four thousand psi was shoved into his cranium right you know what i mean let's uh let's get a little honest here so you know that hit on on reeves i think it was you know that was straight to the chest yeah and that is and now it wasn't on reeves it was reeves making the hit oh that's right yeah 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 and and now i'm gonna bring out my my old timey hockey mentality here and say get your bloody head up the thing that i love about hockey I'm ranting now, but this is the last thing I'm going to say. The thing that I love about hockey is that it's like it's like the beauty of ballet while happening at the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. (laughs) Like you know what I mean? Like this is what makes hockey beautiful. Like when people say like, "Oh, it's just the skill," or it's just like you know what I mean? We got to get towards that. I agree, but to an extent, because because then it just becomes the skills competition. Well, hitting is a skill. Of course, it's a body body contact is a skill, and Jacob Trouba's good at it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see the punches in the back of the head. That's the stuff that really bothers me. Yeah. That's yeah. the stuff that really bothers me. The Todd Bertuzzi stuff. But I mean, he is getting more hated than Brad Marchand because Brad it's, Marchand's not doing anything. But of course, we won't just, yeah. we won't get this out tonight. And if, if the Bruins play tonight, Brad Marchand <laughs> will do something stupid. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. All right, there was no way to turn this into a chirp. Well, then... There's kind just, of defeats the purpose of chirping it. I, it? I hate to say it. There's just no way to... Okay, I'll I'll try. Hey, hey, ugly Connor McDavid, you've got sixty four points in thirty three games. Stupid. <laughs> I don't. How do you turn that into a chirp? Well, why did? Yeah, okay. Well, okay. What would you say to Connor McDavid if you were chirping him on the ice right now? Uh, hey, Connor McDavid, enjoy New Market in April. <laughs> I'd say, hey. Connor McDavid, enjoy having the most boring taste in homes. That too, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he did has you a did drive- you get that home prefab from the Sears catalog? Has a heated driveway though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why he can't shovel any muck in front of the net. <laughs> uh, I, I just I wanted to shoehorn it in there. I mean, he is just like once again. On another level. Yeah. How do you put that? He's on pace for almost 100. He's on pace for about 160 points. Is he still on pace for that? Yeah. He's got almost two points a game. Yeah. 64 and 33. He's yeah. two points off of two points a game. Yep. Yep. He's on pace for like 160 points. Okay. So if he's two points off of two points a game, that means he's not getting any points a game. What? <laughs> Well, if he's two points off of having two there points There ain't a game. no way that works out. <laughs> uh, the thing with Connor McDavid is now when I see him like drive to the net and go one-on-one, I go like, how are you supposed to stop that? 
drop it at center ice. How, how are you supposed to stop? Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like the goalie must just go like, it's not my fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Get me a change of underwear, would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there was like, it was so pointed. I remember as as covering the Montreal Edmonton game recently, and Montreal was down by one goal and pushing hard, and you know what I mean. It was like the third period, and McDavid got the puck in the neutral zone and just blew through everybody. Like the def- he split the D, but in like the most insane way possible. Like yeah, the D, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like the D were close and he split through them. It was like the D didn't even have a chance to pivot, and he was past both of them. Right, right, right. And uh, and then just scored a goal. And it was just like this thing went through his head where he's just like, he's like, boy, this game is really close. It's a shame we don't have Connor McDavid on our team. Oh, wait. wait I'm Connor McDavid. I'm Connor McDavid. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> he just like, I guess my point is, is that it's becoming normal to us. Yeah. To see this level of production and this level of dominance from him. And so we're moving on to other topics and we're talking about other things. We're talking about uh, Kirill Kaprizov, or we're talking about you know whoever else, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or whomever else, actually. Yes. Uh, but my point is, is that like it should this should not be normal, right? This should not be us watching the 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 Edmonton Oilers of of the eighties and saying and saying ah Paul Coffey's better than Gretzky. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he was great in his own, but he's not better than Gretzky. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Easy with the hot take machine. You know, <laughs> like, come on. Like, let's not try to make something here. You know who else is like really has that kind of speed too is Braden Point. Like, he's just, yeah. he is just, it's, it's phenomenal what he can do sometimes. Yeah. I was, I was at their practice the other day and I was talking to Brian Engblom. We were talking about Braden Point and he was, he was talking about his speed and right at the moment he started talking about Braden point speed, Braden point blew past Eric Chernak in practice. If I would have been Eric Chernak, I would have wanted to hit him over the head because he made him look so awful. It was just so funny. And I was like, yeah, like that. Yeah. That's too much. Yep. All right. All right. Is this your last trip? This is my last one. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. My number. Wow. Six. We're at perfect time. We're at 50 minutes right now. Great. Wow. Um, don't bail on us, people. Okay. Speaking of the Edmonton Oilers. Hey, Darnell Nurse, you're overpaid. What's he making? Well, he made his his cap hit is nine point something. <laughs> but he's making thirteen. Check cap friendly. He's making like thirteen. He's one of the actually one of the highest paid players in the NHL this year. In wow. terms of in terms of take home pay. I think it's twelve. Might be twelve. I'm going to go ahead and not check cap friendly because okay. I, I don't really care. I only care about the cap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about the cap hit. Okay. Whenever you get into the real salary debate, I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so tell tell me why he's overpaid. Well, he's not. Oh. Well, he is. I mean, but I've always thought that nobody's over. In, in the NHL, nobody's overpaid. Do you want to go make up your mind and come yeah, no. back? We'll no, cut. no, no, no. Nobody in the NHL is overpaid or underpaid. Okay, fair enough. In my opinion. But They're what, paid with the market. What, what Darnell is, is, Darnell Nurse is, is overworked. Yeah. Like all I'll nurse, give you that. Like all nurses. Nice. He's overworked. Nice. Like no other and nurses underpaid. he made. No, like no other nurses he makes a lot of money. But right. But like to me, and and the the, so, the whole purpose of this chirp was to kind of discuss the Edmonton Oilers and their defensive woes. And you know, I mean, you hear them talking about Jacob Chikrin, and I, I just, I don't know. I just don't think you need. I don't think the Edmonton Oilers need Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get him. They might. Yeah. I, I don't think they need him. Yeah. They need somebody to take. Take the take some of the heavy lifting off of this guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just playing too much, yeah. too many minutes in too many situations, trying to do too much, and he's not looking good. You know, JJ Dano was literally JJ Daniel. Pardon me, was literally fired because of his deployment of Andre Markov. Oh yeah, yeah. it he didn't have. A, a good defensive strategy. Right. And overly relied on the natural skill of Markov, who at that point was about 37 years old. Right. And so if you have a poor defensive coordinator who's relying on a good defenseman, 
I say good. He's I don't think that he's great. I don't you know, he's maybe twentieth best in the league or twenty fifth or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Maybe thirtieth. Mm-hmm. But if if your if your defensive strategy is that you have to rely on your best guy all the time, then maybe you just don't have the right defensive strategy. Right. Maybe. Yep. You know. Yep. And it's not to say you should be able to put your your third pairing guys against, you know, the the top lines of other teams. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that you should be able to put them against the bottom lines of other teams. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know, like at the end of the day, like these guys are still, you know, they're in the NHL. Right. Right? Like they're they're NHL players. Uh that being said, um Yeah, I think Del Nar- Darnell Nurse is like Wow, like he is, he's very close to being the top paid player in the NHL this year. Is he? Yeah, like Panarin makes 12 and a half. And I don't know that, and a couple of guys make 12, including Darnell Nurse. So he's like the second high paid, second tied for second highest paid player in the NHL in terms of take home pay this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing that I always joke about when, when, because of course everything always comes back to the Leafs because we live in Leafs land, right? Right, right. The thing I always joke about is I go, Edmonton has not one but two guys that couldn't hack it on the Leafs blue line. So for all the all the people that think that Leafs are poor defensively, yeah, Edmonton has not one but two guys that Toronto said, nah, not for us. Well, and they were they were pretty outrageously bad too there in Toronto. Yeah. Cody CC and Tyson Berry. Well, Tyson yeah. Berry was was a good offensive player, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brought yeah. nothing else to the table. Yeah. 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 So So anyways, the thing about Edmonton, you wanted to say something about Oh, Stuart well, Skinner. just you know, not recent news, well, relatively recent news. Stuart Skinner got uh, got re-upped. Mhm. Right? Yep. Which I just thought was hilarious because you know, like uh you gotta get you gotta jump on that early because you know <laughs> yeah. Edmonton has it worked been burned. so well. It worked so well. Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton has been burned by waiting too long on goalies, you know. <laughs> Koskinen's played twenty five games in the NHL. Let's give what? him four mil. And we haven't given him a long term contract yet. Let's give him four mil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They uh that's a weird look, I mean Stuart Skinner's playing well. He's he's uh, uh, he's wrestled the starting job away from Jack Campbell. Well, he didn't wrestle it really. He kind of, <laughs> he kind of like took his two fingers and put them together and pulled it away from Jack Campbell. <laughs> With his pinky <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's candy from a baby, I guess, uh, yep. comes to mind there. Yep. But uh, yeah, yep. it, oh, it's, um, yep. but I mean, you know, I don't know. Edmonton's, Edmonton's funny about that with the way that they hand out contracts. You know, and not just the goaltending. I mean, to your point about Darnell Nurse, comparative to his peers, like which other defenseman's making nine and a half million? Well, when he was negotiating that contract, he was he was a stud. He was yeah? he was yeah. And they they signed the it early. They signed it. Not, they signed it early. Him. They they yeah. signed it a year out, a year out. Yeah. And at that time, two years ago, he was he was pretty dominant. Yeah, the yeah. advanced stats guys were never too keen on him. Oh no, no. All right, you want to move on to the last, the last. Yeah, chirp? I think this is the last one on the twelfth day of Christmas. My true love chirped at me. Oh, can I'm touched? I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Hey, Bo Horvat. <laughs> Remember how you were a great two way center your whole career. And then as soon as things go a little south in Vancouver, you're not happy there. You're up for a contract. You just decide defense isn't for me. And you put up all of the points. That's interesting. I don't know how to end it. That seems to be the narrative, eh? Yeah, that's a that's a crappy chirp. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a terror. Your chirps suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm better at chirping on the ice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems to be the narrative, isn't it? In Vancouver, I haven't heard that, that he, before. Oh, I have. I've heard. Have you? I've heard people say that he's 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 abandoned his usual defensive stellar play to to put up big numbers. But you know what? Like, what's Bo, Bo Horvat going to do? Like, I mean, he's sitting there. He doesn't know where he's playing next year. He doesn't know where he's playing this year. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't know if he's going to get traded. He doesn't know if he's going to get signed. He watches JT Miller get signed for all that money. And then now look what JT Miller's doing. A lot of nothing. He's mm-hmm. on a team that's terrible. I, I think it's more Bo, Bo Horvat is like, 
like he's a pretty proud guy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, 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 I think he's trying to do what he can yeah. to right the ship. And, uh, and it's all going sideways. I mean, you know, I said my chirp, but like one thing that I'll say is like, oh no, he's scoring too many goals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I hate that. What a bad team guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 hey, yeah. what an absolute turd. Yeah. Look at him scoring all those goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why couldn't he help the team more? Yeah. So I, well, mean, I think I think it's just that the narrative is that he's kind of he's kind of like as you say he's kind of you know he's put defense on the back burner in order to um, but I, I don't you know, I've been questioning I, whether that's the deployment see, I, I of Bruce Boudreaux as well you know it might be because yeah. he's he's definitely more of a you know like he's he wants to play his big guys a lot of minutes he wants yeah. to give them put them in situations where they're going to succeed offensively but. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I I don't think that's the case because, like, with Bo Horvat, you know what you're going to get, right? Like, I think Bo Horvat would be just as valuable as what he was last year, you know, or, or what the kind of player he's been in the past couple of years as opposed to this year. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting, right? You're getting a really good, like, a really, really good two-way center, mm-hmm. you know, who can be your second line center, maybe your first line center sometimes. First line winger. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Great yeah. on the power play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, I mean, yeah. He's he's not he's he's not hurting himself. I mean, nobody's thinking that at this stage in his career he just forgot how to defend. And it's not that he's been poor defensively, but he's definitely uh ratcheted up the offense a lot. Yeah. Yep. And uh, if I was a team looking for somebody at the trade deadline, he'd be number one on my list by like 100 miles. What do you need, a defenseman? Bo Horvat, please. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need, a goalie? No, I'll take Bo Horvat. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just like, I just, I don't see, there is no team in the NHL that could not benefit from his skill set. Right. Right. I think he's been tied to the Leafs. He has been. Yep. Right. Because, you know, um, that's... Uh, that's how that's how you know us media folks make our money is by tying people to the Leafs, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we yeah, can yeah, say yeah, the yeah. headline <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> but it would be a good fit, right? Do they re- do they need Bo Horvat though? Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so you're auditioning people on your second line left wing, which Bo Horvat would be the best second line left wing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and your third line doesn't really have a lot of offensive punch with Alexander Kerfoot uh, often anchoring it. Mm-hmm. Anchoring it. <laughs> <laughs> pardon. Pardon me. <laughs> um, but my point is, is that is that basically you've got two holes in your lineup and he can fill both of them. And then your only real question is, which one does he feel better or which one do we want more? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, their defense is good enough. It is good enough. Yeah. And they're really getting excellent is. goaltending this year. Yep. So, yep. you know, they just, they just can't seem to score enough. Right. <laughs> what now? Or I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being yeah. a little facetious. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, honorable mentions or anything that you want to just get off your chest before we look, it, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Festivus. Finally, the airing of grievances. Happy Festivus. Yeah, the airing yeah. of grievances, and then we will sign off and do our feats of what's, strength. What's the airing of grievances? This is a, the a cl- classic Seinfeld bit. One oh, of the better it? Seinfeld yeah, bits. Yeah, yeah. I would have had to watch that show to know it. I mean, Jerry. I know Stiller. the Festivus for the rest of us or whatever. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that was Jerry Stiller's thing, right? Right. Jerry right. Stiller was George's dad. Yeah. And he goes now for the traditional airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just starts yelling at everybody. Jerry Stiller was so funny. Yes, he was. What an unbelievably funny actor. Like, I I agree with you, Seinfeld's overrated. I Just watch every Jerry Stiller episode, then you're good. Oh, okay. Serenity now! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you got any airing of grievances, is my question. I do not. I uh, I just want to wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Um this time of year is a bit, I don't know. I say it's difficult for me, a little bit difficult. Yeah. Uh, for a whole lot of reasons. But a lot of it is I don't like what it's become. I really hate what Christmas has become in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, 
I was in the car the other day and I heard a, I heard a, an ad and it said, it's the most wonder bra time of the <laughs> year. And I thought, yeah, that's kind of why I get pissed off about Christmas. Anyways, I hate the commercialism. I hate the, I hate the fact that everyone feels as though they have to, everything has to be perfect and it's so hectic and it starts so early and it's so commercialized and I, that, that kind of stuff bugs me. But I do think that it's a time to reflect and to be, to be thankful for what you have, mm-hmm. of which I have a lot. Uh, you and I have been doing this podcast for the better Almost part of a, a year. year. Yeah. A year in the new year. And yeah. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And I'm yeah. thankful for your friendship and your partnership and Merry Christmas, buddy. Wow. Well, thank you. I, 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 I'm touched that there was no chirp at the end of that. I, that no. it was, it was, it was begging for a, but, but, uh, I didn't get you anything though. That's the thing. <laughs> you gave me some fudge. Yeah, I did do that. Um, so I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say the same thing, you know, focus on, focus on what's, what's good and proper at this time. Yeah. Don't worry if things don't go your way. I mean, commercialism has ruined everything. We can't have nice things. Eh? We really can't. The world can't have nice things. People can't have nice things. Yeah. Because we always overdo it. Right. It's so funny. I watched a documentary on The Grateful Dead, the Long Strange Trip documentary, and they talked about how essentially by the 70s, um, Madison Avenue had figured out how to market hippies. Okay. And how this whole movement that was about anti-commercialism... They figured out how to commercialize it, nice. right? Yeah, and so and, and and they were pretty smart because they knew a lot of those hippies were going to end up being rich old people someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you know, um, anyways, it's it, you're right. Like we can't have nice things, but you know, and and weddings are off the rails, and you know, it's just <laughs> you know, and 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 inflation is up, and supermarket prices, and all the rest. Five of it. bucks for five bucks for Roman romaine lettuce. <laughs> That's ridiculous. How is a family? How is a now? Yeah, well, now we're a, into other stuff. Like, I, I mean, bought a is, beef patty for seven fifty the other day. <laughs> I grew up, you know, a Scarborough, good Scarborough boy, going to Warden Station and getting them for a buck seventy five with cocoa bread. Right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, yeah. But to echo your point, you know, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for a lot of what I have. I'm grateful for you and uh, and this podcast has been fun and calling each other to. Complain about beer league stories has been fun, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, you know, family, my wife, my daughter, she's been skating now, and uh, you know, we'll skate circles around me soon enough. Mm-hmm. Already skate circles around you, and uh, yeah, okay, happy holidays, everybody. Yep.